This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Patriots, I got a great show for you today. It is absolutely amazing how our country has gone communist and our freedoms are being taken away from us every day and the freedom that protects us is being absolutely ignored because no one wants to pay attention to the Constitution. No one wants to pay attention to how to treat a person with inalienable rights. This lady that I'm going to present to you today is in a massive jam because of the system, the system and its bureaucracy. Back in the day, when a police officer came to your house, he couldn't just walk in the door unless you brought him in. That's not how it is today. Listen to this wonderful friend of mine and remember, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Got a very special guest. She's a great friend of mine. And she has come into head-on with the state judicial system. And she's got a great story. Great being, you know, it's very interesting to hear this story. Not so great because she's going through the criminal processing system, as I call it. And I don't think she needs to be there. I think they've overreached using their powers. And she's going to explain to us what happened, how she got in the situation, what she's doing now, you know, uh, and then, you know, we'll discuss maybe some options that, that she has that, that may be able to solve, solve the problem without having to go through you know, this massive court case and all that good stuff. So without further ado, my friend, Tara, tell us all about it. Hi, everyone. Yes. Um, on June 12th, I was driving back home from Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, after vacationing with my daughter and her friend. We had scheduled a um, party like we do every year, every summer. We uh, allow our teenagers to have a small gathering. And this time it was about 50 people that we allowed. And it was invite only. And, um, you know, there's 16 and 17 year olds that were coming to the party. We set down ground rules. We said nobody could come in after nine o'clock. Um, unless we knew you, you know, you had to be invited. It was not what they call an open house party. It was invite only. So at about 8.50, well, the party started at 8 o'clock. At about 8.50, um, it started getting out of hand. So I went downstairs and noticed there was more than 50 people in my house. And um, I turned on all the lights I turned off the music, I pulled my two kids to the side, and I said, get rid of these people. Everybody that's not invited, they need to leave. 
Um, and I stood around until like people started leaving and I saw people walking out and leaving our driveway. And I go back upstairs um, because this party was taking place in our grit in our garage where we have a um, a band actually set up. We our kids are musicians, so we encourage music and so forth. So I go back upstairs and I lock the main level. I turned off all the lights, turned off all the outside lights, indoor inside lights, and my husband and I are sitting on our back patio to be able to monitor the kids that come in and out and to keep control of the music because anytime music gets out of hand, then the cops are called. And, you know, I didn't want to call the cops, obviously, um, because I wanted the party to do what it was supposed to do because we've had parties before and usually goes off without hitch. Well, this time at 8.50, when I locked my house down, 20 minutes later, we see a swarm of kids coming to our home and there was about 150 of them. I'm not kidding. I never experienced such madness in my home. Um, 150 uninvited guests show up and are just like going, you know, they're standing outside, they're standing in, in our garage, they're standing in our driveway. And then um, I start hearing the music getting louder and I talked to my son um, and he was like, mom, the, the party's getting out of control. I was like, well, we need to, you know, I'll call the cops, you know, if we can't get rid of the uninvited guests. And so while I'm trying to wrangle up and, you know, get my head around what's actually happening, um, I'm trying to get rid of the people. Um, all of a sudden I see cop cars and a police officer walks into my locked home somehow after I locked it. I still to this day do not know how it happened. Now this is during the party? Yes. Okay. This is during the party. This was like 9.30. Okay. Um, I'm sitting on the porch um, and I see lights in my living room knowing that there's no way there's there can be anyone in there because there's no way in or out and in my house at that point without going, without passing me first. Um, and so I see lights shining in my house like a flashlight and I get up and I walk to my back door and as I'm about to open the door, a kid opens the door and then there's a police officer, two police officers standing there in my home, in my living room um, with their hand on their guns, basically like I'm a threat to my own self and my own home. Um, and asked me, ma'am, are you aware that you're having, that you're having a part, there's a party in your house. And I just kind of laughed and looked at him like, is that a for real question? Like, <laughs> of course I'm aware there's a party. Uh, you know, I said, I'm a, I was about to call you guys because it was getting out of hand and we had a bunch of people come that weren't invited. And the police officer asked me a few questions, um, still ridiculous ones. Like it was just, obvious like I mean I'm the person protecting my home they're invading my home then he grabs my arm I pull back and I bump into my trash cans outside on my back porch and I'm like what are you doing he goes I'm arresting you and I said arresting me for what and he goes for having an open house party 
grabbed my hand, put my hand behind my back and handcuffed me in front of about 20 kids. And, um, at that point I just kind of like black out. I just kind of literally just go into a blank state of mind. Like this is not really happening. I mean, I'm in my home. I'm not drinking. I'm not serving alcohol. I did not provide alcohol to any children, nor would I provide alcohol to any children. And according to the cops, an open house party is someone who allows a party to be had and that you serve or knowingly or allow alcohol to be served. And so they put us in the cop car. Um, my husband disappeared because he went into the bathroom because he had to go to the bathroom um, because he has a tumor on his spine. And so he can't, he couldn't control his bladder. And then eventually they arrest him, bring him out to the cop car. And we literally sat in the cop car for the first 20 minutes without it running, like no air, no nothing. We're just sitting there. And um, they started asking us questions and Bob was like, well, I need to go to the bathroom again. And they're like, well, you can't, you just have to pee in your pants. So he peed in his pants and I'm just sitting there livid, but very calm because I didn't want to do or incriminate myself in any way at this point. Um, and I felt like, well, I've got to be truthful, but not so truthful that it's going to incriminate me. Mm -hmm. So it's this fine line, you know, and Bob's just like, don't say a word, just be quiet. Just don't say a word. It's the best thing you can do. And I'm, I'm like, I'm a woman. I can't not just, <laughs> I can't That's not true. just sit. Can't not just talk. <laughs> and um, then I see the cops going through my home with my two teenagers, searching my home without a warrant. So they arrested me without reading my Miranda rights. And now they're searching my home with my two underage kids going through our personal belongings hoping to find something, which they did not find anything. Um, I don't even think they even found any beer bottles, but there was literally mm -hmm. like, I mean, it, it was nope, almost no evidence, almost no evidence whatsoever. Um, my husband had been drinking, but obviously we're at home. So it's okay to drink in your home. <laughs> and um, so the cop comes, you know, he's asking us questions in the car and he said, you know, what's your mom's number? And I was like, what? Why are you asking me that? And he goes, well, it's either that. I either call her or I call DHR. And, you know, my heart sank when I heard that word, DHR, Department of Human Resources, the ones that take your children away, you know, that one. Um, and so, obviously, I gave him my mom's number. And um, we... We eventually, you know, they just asked us a bunch of questions and that's my pit bull that protects me. <laughs> um, they asked me a bunch more questions, took me down, to, took us down to the police station. They fingerprinted me. Um, I wasn't hand, I was handcuffed up until I got to the police station and then they unhandcuffed me. I was allowed to use my phone in front of them. And I had forgotten that I grabbed my phone right before they arrested me. So it was like definitely divine to me. Um, but I mean, I feel like my phone's part of my body anyway, so it's weird not to have it. But um, 
So I get to the police station, fingerprinted, handcuffed, unhand I mean, um, questions asked, and they were like, um, I've never been arrested. I don't have a criminal record. I've never even had a DUI. Had a couple of speeding tickets, but that's it. Like, I'm 46 years old, and I haven't ever caused harm or been in harm's way of another or been arrested for any cause whatsoever because I'm a peaceful loving person, period. And they came and basically kidnapped me, violated every right that I have as a citizen, and has destroyed my life from this point on. So after going to jail, my husband had to spend two hours in jail because he had been, because he was intoxicated. I was not. I was drinking dandelion tea of all things because I was sick. And um, I guess I should have told him I had COVID. They probably <laughs> would have let me go. <laughs> yeah, no um, joke. I mean, seriously, I probably, I mean, but I, everything just happened so fast. And I mean, literally with it, just my head just was spinning from happening so fast. So I had my phone and they were like, well, can you make bail? And I was, I was thinking bail was going to be like five grand or something. I mean, I really didn't know because I've never been arrested. And they were like, oh, it's just $500. And I was pissed at that point because I was like, okay, so you arrest me out of my home. I wasn't causing any problems. We live 15 minutes, 10 minutes down the road from this police station. You're going to arrest me, make me pay $500, and then release me back to my home two hours later. What a racket. What a racket. So they made $1,000 off of us. And now we're being taken to court by Department of Human Resources and being charged with um, a misdemeanor criminal still of having an open house party, which is not what it was, but that's what we're being accused of. Um, I did not want to hire attorneys. I wanted to fight this myself. And all, everybody obviously suggested not to do that because <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but I feel like sometimes I know a little bit more than the lawyers do um, because, I mean, they work for yep. the I wrong think, side. Exactly. <laughs> not my side. They don't work for me. I mean, we pay them to work for us, but um, they work for the court system. So now we have two attorneys that are... Um, fighting for both of us and we are trying to get the court case dismissed because there's really no sense in it going any further. I mean, it's a waste of taxpayers money. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of our time. Yep. It's a waste of everything. I mean, it's so unjust. It's unbelievable. Um, and so I have a court date set for September 27th and October 27th. Um, and I told my attorneys to, um, not let this go to the courts because I don't want to step one foot in the court. I don't want to see a judge because there's no sense in it. There's absolutely no reason that I need to say, Hey, I'm innocent, which I am. I mean, and I don't have to go to court to say I'm innocent. It's quite obvious I'm innocent. Um, so now I'm divorced living on my own with my two dogs and fighting two court cases. Not alone, but basically alone. Yep. 
I mean, I have friends like you, Bud, and you know, I have a pretty good network of people that are really supportive. And half my friends didn't even know that I was arrested because it's not something I go about talking about. Hey, guess what? I was arrested. Now, I will tell you, when I told my doctor the other day, my gynecologist that I've had since 2008, his eyes popped out of his head when I told him I was arrested. Because anybody that knows me <laughs> knows that I'm just not a criminal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And he was like, whatever you need, Tara, you just let me know. And because um, I've got several character witnesses that will vouch for me. But just that the thought that I even have to entertain that idea is beyond my comprehension. But given the world we're in today, it's no wonder um, this madness is allowed to continue. Yeah, that's uh, the from what I can tell, the story that you just told me is very rare in my life. Matter of fact, I've never even heard of this ever happening to, you know, to people. I, I, I do remember, you know, people having parties and their kids having parties and they're doing the things for their kids and, you know, it gets too big and all that kind of stuff. And usually what would happen if you called the police, they would actually come and help you. Right. To fix the situation. So they would say, OK, how, let me get these kids out of here. Right. You know, those kind of things, especially if you have supposedly they they're drinking and you're, you know, completely sober going, nope, I don't provide any alcohol or whatever. Theoretically, the cops would grab those kids that are drunk or, you know, that are drinking. Right. Right. And then that's a responsibility they should also take on, too. Which, in this case, they didn't care. They didn't All care. they did was, in my mind, follow some kind of procedure, whatever, determination, like robots, to say, this is the situation, this is how it gets solved. So nothing, it seems to me, is being, especially from the police department, they're, they're being so controlled that they don't have the ability to assess the situation and use the least amount of effort to solve it. They right. go right into, again, this is the book. Well, They're and they weren't the even following the right book because um, when my daughter, um, when the police came to the downstairs, to the garage, um, she was not going to let them in. She goes, I need to see a warrant. And they literally pushed her aside and said, oh, you silly little law kids, you think you know the law. I'm coming in anyway. And they just pushed their way in. Hmm. They yeah. don't know their own laws. Right. They make them up as they go. That fits their narrative at that time. And they don't care about us. Because if he really cared about me as a citizen, he would have been like, ma'am, what can I do to help you? you know, get these kids out of here and get your house back to the way it was. Because it looked like a crime scene. Right. Because of all these kids coming that were uninvited. So after I send, you know, 20 to 30 kids home, they didn't leave. They congregated in our streets and at the pool and then called more people to come. Right. And, you know, uh, because that's what teenagers do, right? Yeah. 
Um, and it's just—it's beyond um, comprehension that we've been a tax-paying citizen for as long as we've been. We've never had any encounters with the law, and they come and find someone that's the least of all criminals to arrest. Yep. Yep. Like, how am I a threat to anyone? How am I a threat? I'm not. It's uh, the other thing you're you're talking about. You know, these kids being in the street that you're you know you're you're you went through efforts to, to try to clear your house out. Yes. And I want to make sure the audience understands this is not like a house you had on 20 acres. You're in a subdivision. Correct. So within that subdivision, you have other houses that are pretty close to your house. Correct. So where's the other people at? If this thing was that completely out of hand, right? then where's the other neighbors complaining about that? Right. Where are these people at? They so, were inside not complaining because the music wasn't loud and right, the street it, wasn't filled. It, exactly. It wasn't like this wild college, you know, prep party out there, you know, right. doing the thing. Right. So, I mean, it could have turned into that if I wasn't there. Exactly. If you wouldn't, you know. <laughs> but I was there. Well, of course, the, the, the sad part about this situation is you, you were trying to be a responsible person. Right. But... The police officers didn't feel in their mind right. that you were a responsible person. Right. And, of course, then what does that do? Gears them right into following the book. Doing, right. So just doing a process. Right. So they go home at night. After that night that, and their time was up and they go home and they visit a family. They know nothing about you. They just did a process. They did something. It's going to have no impact on them whatsoever. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to go do the same thing. But. Right. Because it doesn't impact them. Right. Yeah. I mean, the cop didn't even come to the um, the first hearing. Sure. There's no reason for him to be there. Yeah. And supposedly he had a body cam on him and said that there was the reason they came in and they had lawful reason to come in is because they said they saw an underaged kid in our front yard drinking right and they smelled weed i was like well did you find any who was the kid right i don't know the kid he was in my front yard he wasn't in my house well again we go back to what they should have done was okay where's this kid right if it you know if they're if this kid was drunk whatever they need to control this kid they and didn't they, arrest know, any children yeah. Um, they didn't. They, they probably didn't call any parents or anything. They didn't call any parents, yep. nothing. Um, and they literally, while I'm sitting in the cop car for 45 minutes, I'm just walk, watching. Just kids, just leave. Like, like they were still there kind of partying while yeah. I'm still in the cop car and the cops are searching through my house. We've still got kids downstairs staying. And then I see kids then on my camera because I have an ADT system. On my camera, I see cops and some unknown children going through our stuff in our kitchen. It's almost like it was planned. I, I still can't put my finger on it, bud. That's it's just a process. This is what they do. It's it's, it's just so following. Contrived. It's these 
these police officers are emotionalists. Yes. Okay. They're robots. I mean, the and guy it's just that the way it is. The guy that arrested me when he, you know, grabbed me the first time and then arrested me and handcuffed me the second time. And I said, I just looked at him because he looked like to be in his thirties. I just looked at him and I was like, I hope you're proud of yourself for arresting a mom that's done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. I said, I was just about to call you guys, yet you're going to arrest me. How is that justice? Yep. And he was shaking. He was shaking. Oh, I know, but he still has to do the process. He still did. He still did. That's right. That's, I I get it. I mean, that's. I mean, I was cooperative. I wasn't, you know, resistant um, because I knew that wouldn't help my situation any. Um, But it, it literally changed my world, flipped it upside down, and everything that I thought I knew, I realized I know nothing. Yep. So where where are you at right now in the process? Where I mean, what's next? Well, as, we met with DHR um, and gave our testimony, all four of us. So you my... actually went and talked to DHR. Yes. Uh, was this like a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was a couple of weeks ago. They... Was you ordered to go talk to them? Yes. Okay, so the court yeah. says we you... had a subpoena. Okay, gotcha. We were subpoenaed, all okay. of us, including my including kids. your kids, right? Yes. Okay. And they got separate testimony from all of four of us, right? And all four of our testimonies coincided. They weren't scripted. They were just factual, right? And there were a few variations, but that's normal that's when normal. you're not scripting something. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm still actually waiting to hear from my attorney. I'm going to call him today if I haven't heard from him um, to follow up on what the DHR's next step is, because we do have a court date set for September 27th to have a hearing that will and once once again you said there you've never heard of anyone being arrested for this well there is no piece of paper that says um if you have a house party these are the um things that we're going to implement you to do um based on your negligence okay there's not even a paper for that like that's what my attorney told me he said Mm -hmm. there's you don't even there's no formula that you fall into for this particular arrest. Right, exactly. My attorney literally said that. There's yeah. no formula. No. And I go, so why am I here? Are we creating a new formula? Yep. Absolutely. Could. I mean, that's all I can come to is that they're just trying to create a new formula, trying to figure out a way. This is what the communism does. You know, they come in, they destroy families, they split them up. That, that gives them power because... The, They have more people that fear them now. So every time I tell a friend of mine, hey, yeah, this is what happened. And they're like, Tara, that's why I don't have parties. And I go, it's my home. Yeah. Where else are you going to have a party? Yeah. It's safe. And not only that, isn't it better to have your kids have a party in your house than go somewhere else? Absolutely. That's what we did when I was, you know, my kids wanted to have parties. I said, fine. You're going to have them here. Right. Because I can contain, protect, and, you know, monitor. Otherwise, they're going to go to some parking lot or some other abandoned house or whatever and have the party and get stupid drunk. So did the the cops grab any of those underage people? None. 
find out if they were drinking. If they were, did they call their parents and have their parents come get the kid like they did back in the day? No, they did not. Of course they didn't. Because it's too much work. It's just, here's the process. Too much paperwork. They just kicked all the kids out and told them, go home, get the hell out of here, blah, blah, blah. Let me go search the house. Okay, it's, you know, 1030. It's time for me to get home. I got to be back home. Pretty much. You know, my shift ends at 11. Let me get out of here. You've nailed it. That's how it works. <laughs> you nailed it's, it. But that's not how it's supposed <laughs> to be. We're supposed to be doing the right thing and going from there. So, but. And so, okay, so October 27th. <laughs> is my actual criminal court case um, for the city of Hoover. And um, my attorneys don't think it'll go to court because given our testimony, given the lack of evidence, given the unlawful arrest, unlawful entry into my home um they said you know i they don't foresee it going to court because it's just not high enough up on the radar to be like okay these people are real criminals right let's put them through the system and put them through the radar well i'm i'm hoping and i'm pretty confident that will happen because like you're saying there there wasn't enough evidence and I don't believe that the police officers actually acted the way they're supposed to act. Correct. I think they said, here's the situation. The best way to do this is cut the snake's head off, which was you. Right. Right. And de- de-escalate the issue and clean the house out and whatever and be done with it. Instead of doing the right thing. Right. What they should have done was probably called a backup to help them take care of these kids and find the ones that are drunk. Right? right, because that seventeen-year-old kid that's drinking alcohol in your house is also a criminal. Right, right. Yeah, and they started re- reaming me the riot act, like, well, you know, when you have underage kids and they get behind the wheel, I'm like, I didn't serve them alcohol. Right. I didn't tell them they could bring alcohol into my house and start drinking and get drunk. I never gave yeah. permission again, to that's anyone. That's why I was getting ready to call you. Yes. I'm seeing what's going on with my kid's party. I'm thinking, all right, we got to do something. got to shut it down. And it just so happens. Of course, you probably don't know how they got called. I mean, You're probably they figured blocked probably our some streets. neighbor, right? Yeah. I mean, the kids, there were so many kids that they were just parking wherever. So I'm sure a neighbor yeah, down the said, road. Yeah, somebody said, whoa, look at all these cars. Gotcha. And kids walking up and down the road at 930 at night. Right. You know, I mean, surely it wasn't any of my neighbors in my circle because I asked every single one of them, did you call the cops? And they were like, no. And they would have told me. Yeah. They would have told me because, I mean, I've lived there for 12 years. So I know my neighbors. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I wish you the best. I do. I think uh, this is a great story. This is a lot of people should hear these kind of things because our constitutional rights are being taken from us and nobody's doing anything or saying anything about it. That's correct. So part of the podcast that I have here is for that reason, is I'm going out there and finding things that are happening, whether it's through newspaper, online, People coming on the podcast, experiences they had, so that people can hear and understand that we have to come together as Americans again 
and stop this absolute overpowering conceptual idea of this government. These people work for us. Right. You know. Right. It's They are I not in control salary. of me. I'm in control of them. Correct. And if I was you, and if this does get thrown out of court and all the other kind of stuff, we still have to figure out a way to get back to that police department. Because if you don't, they're just going to do it again. Right. Because you're not pushing back on them. Right. So then maybe, you know, which I think would happen if this thing gets thrown out, Obviously, there's not enough evidence and all that stuff. This is exactly the Sioux City lawyer people want, right? Right. So you may find two or three lawyers in a heartbeat to take this case for free just so they can sue Hoover. Yeah, and so that's what my attorney and I talked about. I was like, I want to sue the city, the county, and the state. And they go, well, I'm fine with that. I mean, that's going to be pretty expensive i go well my life is pretty expensive exactly my life is very expensive well they just disrupted your life yes they disrupted everything yep and it's just it's sad to to protect and serve they did quite opposite and i am not okay with that so my attorneys were like well probably what they'll do because they'll know they know that everybody wants to sue them he goes, one of the deals they may offer is, you know, if you do this and don't sue us, we'll let you off. Right. He said, expect that. And I go, well, I'll expect it, but I'm still going to figure out a way to bring him down. I said, if I can't bring him down this way, I'll figure out another way because, you know, it's just, they'll keep doing it. I, I won't be the last. Right. I'm not going to be the last. And I'm I'm definitely a person. I don't actually believe in suing other people. I don't except, either. Me neither. The exceptions to that rule is because a lot of people sue people when they get injured and they, you know, it's right. You know, there's there's you know that's that's right. a whole nother story. But the way I look at it is, to me, the purpose of the this process of suing somebody or going back, right, is there were injustices done. Based upon the Constitution, right. based upon the freedom of an individual, correct, and that's very important. Yes, but this is not what's happening. There's many a people that are, you know, they're just saying, "Well, it's just the way it is." Right. And well, the reason it's it. the way it is is because we just accept it. Right. We just let it be the way it is. Right. Instead of because you feel like you're powerless. Exactly. And you're not. We actually have more power. Then we realize and you actually understand. And when people can can stand up to that power within and know that they have that power Mm -hmm. and that there's no man on this planet that can take that away from you unless you willingly surrender. Exactly. You just give up. And I will not surrender. I will not not. comply. I will not (laughs) surrender. I will not comply. comply. I will not. I will not. Absolutely. I don't blame you one bit. bit. I am stronger now through all of this than I've ever been. My spirit, my connection with God, my connection with myself, my connection with source. I mean, just everything is like I'm in the eye of the storm. And, you know, there's pure chaos and madness all around me, but I have a peace within. 
because I know God is with me. Well, that's true because, you know, I have to agree. If you were somebody else, you'd be a basket case. You would just be going crazy going, you know, but that's, you're right. That's, that's the difference between a lot of people that don't have, they don't know who they are. They don't have any kind of foundation, any, any truth belief. It's just, they live in this world. And guess what? Those are the people that cause the things like these cops are doing. Yes. Because they have no fundamental basis. Or backbone. Or backbone or more morality. Morale, yeah. Right? So these are the people that really would have a teenage drinking party in their house and, and buy them all the alcohol they want to. Absolutely. Because they have no moral fiber behind it. They don't right. care. Yeah. But they're you know, not the ones getting arrested. Well, if they are, they probably got plenty of money to, to work with the other well, we people that they know that are in the system, right? We have plenty of money, but oh, it's but not helping. You don't know the people in the system. No, though. that's, that's correct. the difference. If you knew, you know, the sheriff and the cops and, you know, all that kind of stuff within that community, hey. I mean, so, Bud, I probably do know them. I just haven't reached out. Right. Because. No, and you don't want to do that right, now. Not right, at this point. Right. Maybe down the road. You know, even even if it's, you know, if, if the lawyers decide not to, you know, to go after the cops or whatever, at least I would make a connection with them going, okay, look, I'm completely free, completely innocent. What you did is absolutely wrong. Right. Period. And you need to accept that. Right. And you don't need to listen to what this police department is telling you. Right. You have a mind. You have an ability to make a decision and, you know, and do things that are right because you work for us. Right. You know, and that's what I would, that's what I would do. I would look up, so if I could find those two cops that came there and did that afterwards and just have, you know, take them to lunch and sit down and just have a discussion going, we can't, you can't do, we can't do this. We can't live this way. You guys, along with us, got, we got to stand up against this bureaucracy of these, you know, departments or whatever the hell that they put together, you know, so, well, we're about out of time, so. I appreciate your story. I think it's awesome. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to hope that the testimonies that you guys give to, what is it called, DH, DHR? Yes. That they understand that, they believe it, because this this would be the best way this thing could turn out, is yes. they're going, okay, you know what? There's laws. Nothing was done here. This person was trying to do the right thing. Right. Kill Just you know, kill it. Kill it. Yeah. And if not, what I think, in my personal opinion, is if they don't do this and this thing goes to court, it's worse than we think it is. Well, I'm going to take it to the media. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying. Then, but I'm going to have to find the right media to take it to. <laughs> well, that, well, you already started here, so this that's is true. the first so, right media. The first one, yep. I'm glad. At least I'm glad the first one. Me the too. first one is here and I heard about it here. So, But, uh, Tara, I appreciate a lot uh, you sharing this with us and, and hopefully it turns out what I would consider the justice way, the right way that you're completely exonerated of any of this, any kind of charges or whatever paperwork gets burnt, all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you get back to your life and I know it's difficult. I know it's going to be hard uh, dealing with, you know, your family situation that's going on, but, but uh, you just got to keep praying and get you there. Yes. Thank you, bud. It's been a pleasure being a part of this. And I hope that my story 
can help others. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's more to come. So this is just literally the beginning of the end, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, so yeah. Now, as soon as she said that, I said, yep. So stand by for the rest of the soap opera. Yes. You know? so and maybe there's a maybe, book to be written. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a book to be written. But because this is kind of like that, you know, those, you know, days of our lives, soap <laughs> opera story. Right. So. What's going to happen to Tara? Oh, you know, my gosh. What's going to happen to the kids? You know, right. all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Well, have a great day, and I appreciate you being here. And stay in touch so we can find out what happens. Let us know, and we'll have another podcast and update the, the people. And that way they learn from the lesson of what happened and what the judicial system actually did. So. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. I've said it over and over again, stand up, show up, and speak up. They're coming after us because they want to rule this world. They want to dominate your life. They want to control you. They want to make sure that you cannot be going around this world and interrupting your utopia. Pass this on. Share the podcast. Far and wide, everywhere, please. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for that. But continue. Get off the couch and do something. If it's nothing more than putting this podcast all over the Internet, they're not going to shut me off because i got multiple ways of this gunny talking. But I'm asking you to continue to do the great work of sharing. Convince your family to listen to the truth. Listen to what's happening And stand by because I will bring Tara back once this is all resolved and let you know what happened. This is the Gunny out.